You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. And uh, this this episode, we have uh, James Sweet, uh, actor, writer, uh, director, um, done a lot of work uh, in films and uh, just just came into contact with his work, um, uh, Jason Rising, which is a fan uh, film uh, based on the Friday 13th uh, series. A horror series I love and a genre of film I love horror. So I got to tell you, it's a real uh, it's a real treat um, to to have you on the the podcast, uh, James Sweet. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, first question I generally ask is what what were you like as uh, as a young child? Uh, do you have an interest in in film or art or what were you like as a young young kid? Um, well, I grew up, uh, I was born in the seventies, so I grew up, uh, I guess, raised by film and, and television. Um, being an only child, you kind of make that your world, basically, you know, we, this is pre, you know, internet and the, the times when we still had beta V. VHS machines and sure, sure. And uh, used to walk down to the local rental house and you know rent VHS tapes and and uh, you know I I was one of the fortunate humans to be able to go to the theater and actually see Star Wars when it came out in the theater back in '77. I was pretty pretty young at the time, but I remember it like it was yesterday. Um. So yeah, I mean I. I was just fascinated by sci-fi or um, as a kid, your imagination goes wild. And uh, you, I, I was, I was always, I, for whatever reason, I was always drawn to um, horror in not so much a, uh, a scary medium, but as in an art form because of special effects. I was always fascinated with special effects. So, uh, you know, and I think some of the classic special effects, um, uh, you know, in, in, in the horror genre, and of course, uh, you know, the work on Friday the 13th and with Tom Savini, and you'd see all these, you know, it's kind of fascinating um you know they're gory bits, but it sounds like you were kind of more drawn in by the the how they how did they do that aspect? Is that correct? Yeah, and you know I I when I was younger, um, I used to do I had my own haunted attraction business for a little bit. Um, started off in in uh, I kind of was raised by my grandmother and. I was allowed, she gave me a lot of freedom, so I was allowed to kind of start my own little haunted house in the basement, and so I was always wanting to be involved in in effects and, and that type of thing, um, and I always felt like uh, little Tommy Jarvis in the final chapter, I felt like I was that kid, I, I connected okay. with that, yeah. that kid 
a lot um, because of his, you know, the Tom Savini portrayal of making masks and effects and, and all that. I, I, I wasn't that good, but I, I love that medium. So um, one, one, of the, one of the things I, I uh, ask uh, each guest is kind of what, what forms of art attract you? I mean, obviously, we've been talking about film in, in horror movies. Um, did you also have an interest or, or in, in other type of forms that were horror and other forms, like comic books, paintings, dark paintings, anything like that? Or was you really kind of really pulled in more by uh, film and television? Um, yeah, a lot of film and television. I, I grew up, uh, playing music. I started off in a band, so there was, uh, I think that's kind of where I drew from, uh, performance and learning about, uh, you know, I took a great interest in like later on, like Rob Zombie and, and White Zombie and, uh, I loved Kiss as a little kid, I collected Kiss cards. Sure. Um, yeah. So I love the the show, and and um, there was just there's something about makeup and and transforming into uh, a monster, and you know, also growing up, you know, I used to watch Abbott and Costello, and when they would do Abbott and Costello meets the werewolf or or Dracula just always those those creatures and and monsters i don't know it just always fascinated me for for whatever reason yeah do you have a do you have a a, a definition of art or what you consider or what you consider something to be if something's an art piece what what is it what, what's your theory of art um yeah I, that's obviously a subjective question of i mean everybody has i think uh a way to or freedom in their own minds of how to express themselves. And I think that's just kind of a way um, art is a personal expression of what people connect to the most in their own, their own things. Like uh, my daughter's a, a very good painter. She's very good with colors and she, uh, she does stuff that I, I couldn't imagine being able to paint as well as her. Um, where I see, like, I I look at things and I, I'm very good with, like, wet, I love weathering and, and aging things and making it look deteriorated. Yeah. So I, I have, like, that type of outlook where, I, like, I think that's what drew me mostly to Star Wars, where it was, like, a dirty, rough, deteriorated space world rather than this clean futuristic thing I, I i just like that type of rough uh almost apocalyptic vibe in in everything i do so tell us about um tell us about jason rising i mean it's 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 first how i first came in contact uh with you in 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 why i reached out i'm a huge friday 13th movie fan uh, horror movies. Um, I've I've seen each one, and um, and I think it's pretty much we might be around the same age. You know, I saw Star Wars in the drive-in uh, with my parents, and uh, kind of the rise and prominence of horror movies in the '80s into the '90s. And one of the you know one of the franchises and in, in most uh, 
impactful of all of them was was Friday the 13th. With with the film that you're doing, uh, which just looks phenomenal, by the way, and I know a lot of people pointed to the trailer and said, wow, this is just this this has this great vibe about it. I really picked up on it. It was exciting to see. But tell us, I I really want to know, you know, as much as you can share, tell us about the project itself. Uh, and you know, just a, maybe a little bit about the story and just the kind of the story of um, Jason Rising. Um, as as far as the the uh, creation of it as a whole, or or the story in general. Yeah, like the creation as a whole, like uh, you know, where you decide to say, "Hey, I want to I want to work on this project. This is how I want it um, uh, to look like," and you know, just. Uh, a little bit about how uh, the character Jason Voorhees reappears in this movie. Well, as when I was doing Haunted Houses, um, Jason was always my first uh, scene that I always had in my head of what I wanted to do in my haunt. Um, So I always, that was always a go-to for me. Um, I grew up probably, it was probably around 12 years old when I f- saw my first Friday 13th film, which was the final chapter. And then eventually watched all of them. Uh, first one I saw in the theater was part five. And from there on in, um, and Jason always just, always just scared the hell out of me. For whatever reason. Yeah. More so than, you know, I like Freddy. Freddy was fun. Uh, Michael Myers, I I never watched a, even though it was on every Halloween, I didn't really watch a Halloween movie until, until later on, which was great. I love Halloween. But there was just something about Jason and, and the Friday film that, I don't know, there was just something about that just really scared the shit out of me and I loved it. I, I remember being in seventh grade, uh, when we had art class and I made a a paper mache hockey mask and I wore it for Halloween one year, trick or treating. And so I was always drawn to Friday, um, throughout, you know, doing the haunted houses. I was, got to a point because I, I started acting I started getting into film and television as an actor and I always felt more passionate about the creating part of film and whatnot um, so eventually uh, to make a long story short at the time the stars aligned uh, after I did a, a smaller short film an original piece called Blood and Sugar um, I said you know i I would love to do a fan film and just to kind of get it out, you know, just to do something to be a better filmmaker and maybe you can find a better audience um, rather than doing an original piece. Because sometimes it's hard to have people want to look at your work when you're really nobody and there's so much saturation of short films and whatnot on YouTube. Um so this is, I never had like a hot rod or anything. So this is kind of, 
this fan film has kind of become my hot rod, my my passion project. I know you'll put in more than you get out of it, in a sense. Um, so back in 2017, uh, one of my good friends and one of my acting coaches and and mentors who helped me with Blood and Sugar, I asked him originally to direct the film and told him I wanted to do a fan film because he had directed Blood and Sugar for me, uh, Robert Blanche. And so I started writing with him on the script back in, I think it was towards the end of 2017. Um, and this was right at the time that a fan film came out called Never Hike Alone from Vincent Santi. And that wasn't why I made a fan film, but it was definitely a catalyst to give me that green light of saying, yes, this is, this can happen. It can be cool. Um, and it was kind of that tipping, that tipping weight to push you over the edge to go, yeah, let's, let's do this. Um, so, uh, Robert and I, we went back and forth on stories and, and I think we did like, God, I can't even count the number of, of story ideas and script concepts that we had. Um, during that time, I also reached out to uh, Vinny, and I just let him know, hey, I, I liked what you did with Never Hike Alone. And we developed a, a connection. He was uh, very receptive and responsive as well. Um, so I kind of developed, slowly started developing a relationship with him. And I think it was about, God, I don't know, a, maybe a year later, uh, we got to a finishing point, and then that final script that we wrote, I think it was around 25 pages, this original story idea, um, we had to make start making some changes. And at that time, Robert was going through, he had a uh, lung issue, uh, something that started getting progressively worse over time. And so he needed a double lung transplant and he finally was able to get the call. And that was right at the time when we were close to starting and we hadn't actually started a, uh, a fundraising campaign or anything like that. Um, so we, he, he got the call to go into surgery and I had no idea that what he was about to go through was such a, was going to be a long process. And so it, over time it was like, okay, we need to do this. Um, I, so I took it upon myself. Um, he ended up spending nearly eight months in ICU, uh, with wow. complications of his lung transplant. Um, and, uh, there were times when I, I, I was worried I'd never even be able to talk to my friend again. We, I visited him in the hospital. He was up in Seattle. Um, and it was, that was a long, rough journey for that man. And I had to just kind of take it upon myself because we had gotten so far with it. And eventually, uh, with Robert being in ICU for so long and, 
and whatnot and the uncertainty of it. Um, I had a few other people come on board, uh, Vincent Dasani being one, uh, to help write and finish the story so we could create a buzz and and get the fundraising going and, and create some money and make this happen. And we're going on, geez, three years now, close to it. Uh, two years of actually, uh, you know, doing something and, and making it happen. But three years in its conception entirety. So uh, when we finally decided on a concept for Jason Rising, it was, I kind of based it off the idea of the Predator film. Um, that what was a simplistic way to get somebody that isn't just a, a camper or uh, the, the cliche 80s slasher type storyline. Um, so I thought, let's, what if we had a fugitive escape and that was the drawing mechanism to get people into, and it was on the outskirts of the Crystal Lake area, and it was on the it was the the reason why they went into the camp. So I just wanted a simple uh, simple story of these officers and local police and bounty hunters to follow this this fugitive, and the fugitive the one fugitive became three, and and so on. Um, one of the things about Jason rising is that I didn't want to necessarily follow the timeline. Um, I just wanted to see my, what I think Jason, some of my favorite parts of Jason from the older films and kind of take it a step further, uh, which is if you look at. Dan Kyle plays Jason. He's kind of a mix of a part three, part four, but a little more dead. Um, sure. Yes. Yes. I, I wanted to kind of go along the lines of, of that, not necessarily going, okay. Because if you look at the Friday, the Friday the 13th franchise, a lot of the timelines don't make sense anyways. <laughs> right. If you, if, if you want to get nitpicky on it. So it was like, okay, let's not worry about that. Let's just make a, a good story, a simple story will fill in the blanks and make a unique way to get to Crystal Lake and have characters that we, we, we care if they get killed, whether we necessarily like the character or not. Um, I wanted to create characters that, you know, because if you have a bunch of random kills of people, of characters that, you don't even have time to connect to, especially in a short film, then you really don't care. And then you could just do a, a film about, you know, kills. But that's not a story, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to emphasize on the story and the characters more than anything else. And where, where did you film, where did you film uh, Jason Rising? Uh, Jason Rising... Uh, has about three different locations. Um, most the the camp area, the the Camp Crystal Lake cabin area and whatnot, and the prison farm is is in Oregon City, um, 
my family has uh, about 30 acres uh, and they let me use their property to kind of do that, which uh, believe me, that's, that's a huge, huge thing with this film, having the access and, and the availability to be able to do what we do on their property. It's, that's yeah, been that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We've had a lot of freedom with that and I, I, I can't thank them enough. Um, cause uh, we, we'd be missing out on a lot of, a lot of nice shots if, if we didn't have that area. So, um, so that, and then in some of it's in, in battleground Washington in the state park where we use our, that's our crystal Lake, uh, water and some other, uh, areas in, in Washington, a little North of Vancouver there for some other wooded areas. But for the most part, it's Oregon city and, and battleground. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be able to, to situate, uh, where it is. Um, yeah, thanks for the, the, the background on, on the movie. Um, uh, one of the things I was wondering, uh, particularly as you were answering the question and describing your process, the amount of time that it's taken. And there was some, you know, so both, uh, friend who's working on the film and some, you know, some health issues and travails throughout the process. Did you ever stop back and say, you know, ask yourself, you know, why am I creating this? Like, why are you creating this, uh, th this piece? Yeah. I, th there's times I'm still questioning myself. Like, what <laughs> in the hell did I get myself into? Sure. Um, sure. and it's, yeah, it's one of those things I know that it's hard to explain, um, I, I, somebody asked me a question of what does, you know, what does Friday 13th mean to me? And from the time I started, I don't think I had the answer and I may not still have a complete answer to that. Um, but during this time period, um, there's been some amazing things, some bad things that have gone on. I, my, my father passed away during the, this, these past few years. Uh, my friend who Robert, who got the double lung transplant, who was a part of this film, he passed away recently this year. Um, there's been, you know, the, the fact that we were able to get somebody like, uh, Vince Sandy to come on board and and help this brought up the you know his his success for NHA really helped the success of our campaign for Jason Rising to be able to raise funds to to do some of the things that we've been able to do with this um, being a first time director I I wrote and produced on on my short film Blood and Sugar but I had to take on uh, the directing role which I, I've always wanted to direct, but sometimes you, you it's kind of like having kids. Uh, even, you know, making movies is kind of like having kids. You're, you're never ready until you actually just, you, ha you just have to do it. Yeah, you sure. You just got to stick, stick both feet in and, and just, you know, you, there's always going to be problems. There's never going to be a perfect scenario. There's always, uh, you know, bumps in the road and, and things that you have to adjust for and, I was I was fortunate and blessed to have the cast that I have. 
the crew that I have. Uh, I, my DP, Carl Winery, who uh, has been with me from day one on this. Huge, huge uh, artist that, you know, without him, you know, he's, his camera work is, is so beautiful. Um, he does a lot of music videos as well. Um, being able to have somebody like Dan Kyle, who's an amazing actor, to play Jason and to be able to feel... Because one of the things I, I, I wanted from this is to be able to sit back and feel like I did Friday the 13th justice a little bit. And watch it as a fan, not just as a filmmaker, but as a fan going, sure. yeah. did we do something cool? Did we, did we, in a selfish way, it, it, you have to kind of do this for yourself, not to please other fans. And then once you get a little more involved, then it's like, okay, if I like it and I'm, you know, a pretty hardcore fan, then hopefully, you, you know, there's some things that people can attach themselves to and go, yeah, that was really cool. I think one of the things that a lot of people have, have uh, touched on that they liked was the, the canoe scene where they, Jason's pulling back the gal in the canoe. And that was just a spur of the moment thing before we shot our concept trailer. I was like, this is kind of a cool idea. What, this would be pretty intense. What if we did this? And, because sometimes you never know. Sometimes it feels good in your head or you put it on paper, but it doesn't always translate well when you film it and try sure. to create it in a, in a piece. Um, so I probably diverted a little bit from, from the answer, but Friday the 13th, with all this, this long journey it takes to complete a project like this. Um, some people can do it faster. I know even, even Vinny's said to me, it's, it, it took him close to four years to do NHA. Um, because you're always, you're, you're changing things, you're learning things as you go. Um, so this has been almost like giving birth to to a child in a, in a sense and right now it's because it's been so long you feel like you're nine months pregnant and you're like okay let's get this baby out right, right. <laughs> I, we're overdue um and i had a, a filmmaker friend of mine kind of say something he goes he goes once you once you finish it and you release it to the world you put it online it, it's not your film anymore you gave it away at that point um so I sometimes you want to over over care for what you're doing. You're over caressing it. You wanna you wanna make sure. sure it's right. And that's the great thing about being able to take time and take this because we can improve upon it as we go um, and fix things and whatnot. So in a sense, it's been a blessing to be able to take this long, but it's also been you know, you're, you're putting a strain on your family. You're putting a strain on your bank account sometimes because this does take a lot of sacrifice, um, in, in all, in all forms. 
Yeah, so you keep asking yourself the question, which makes a whole lot of sense, which is part of why I ask it is like, you know, why do you create? You keep going back to that and, and, and assessing that questions because, you know, it's been around for a while and I'm sure it's been, a, a, you know, a work of, of passion for you. I, w- I wanted to ask a question about it, its particular role and it's a challenging uh, role, but um, I started to ask the question about you know, the role of art and what's going on in the world right now with coronavirus and it being a pandemic, um, what, what, you know, it's, it's had a, you know, significant impact on, on most people, but for you in, in creating something, how do you, what do you feel the role of art and, and or, and or horror? I mean, you, you can answer it either way, but you know, where we are right now and how that impacts, you know, what we do or what artists do in C. What kind of impacts has it had on you? Um, well, as far as a filmmaker, it definitely delays things because you have, we've had to push some shooting dates. Some of our few days we have left of filming, um, we've had to adjust for that. So as far as that goes, it's, you know, it, and sometimes now we have to look at the world in and kind of, put aside you know you gotta you gotta put it down for a second and 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 check in back into the the real world and go okay uh we have to take what's going on around us seriously um but it also it brings it's like how many how many zombie film memes are we seeing now <laughs> because yeah because right, of something like right. this and and the the correlation with you know 28 days and and the walking dead with these infections and and whatnot so you know it, i'm sure a lot of horror filmmakers are just running rampant with these ideas now um but as far as art goes it you know, it really separates you because whether the world's coming to an end or or not, are you still going to do what you're, you're passionate about doing? And that, I think, is the difference between, you know, a, a true, a, a person who is truly passionate about what, what they want to do with art. Um, there's people in other countries that live poor on the streets, but they're still they're still doing paintings, maybe selling it for a, a little bit of money on the street to survive. So you you know you you have to realize that artists, true artists, are not going to stop what they do, no matter what's going on around them. Yeah, and I, I think I, yeah. I'm sorry, I, go I, ahead. I, no, I was just I I feel like that even though we're we're in a pandemic, a, a world crisis right now, we're still we're, we still have it on, in our in our heads. You know, we still have this film, this story that has to get out. Um so I I I feel like even though there's uh, a sense of dread with what's going on, we have a sense of hope through the art. 
I really appreciate that, and uh, I know it's a challenging. Uh, I know it's a challenging question, and um, I've just really been really fascinated since I started asking it. Um, and I think one of the main the main things that I've encountered uh, in interviewing artists is it, it ends up being so important in almost a mode of being. So it's still going to be there, right? You right. Know, there's an external part, but it's it's still gonna it's still gonna be there. I get the big question of the podcast, James. Uh, why is there something rather than nothing? Oh man. Uh. Because something is more fun than nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a better option than the other one. It's a better option, yes. Uh, But yet, is zero not a number? (laughs) Zeros and ones. It's all zeros and ones, right? Zeros and ones, that's right. Thank you, Trent Reznor. (laughs) Hey, James, um... Uh, you've talked about your, um, you talked about the Jason rising, uh, you've, you, you've done some work, uh, as, as an actor, How, what would you like to share with, uh, listeners, uh, you know, with regards to the film, uh, yourself, where to find you, where to find your work? Um, you know, so this, this time's yours. I was just wondering if you could connect, uh, listeners to what it is, uh, that you do and some of the things that you mentioned. Um, well, as an actor, yeah, I've, I've done, I, I was fortunate enough to start actually getting paid as an actor uh, through some small television roles as co-star. Um, but I, I've been very passionate about filmmaking, kind of put acting on hold for, for a long time since the uh, creation of Jason Rising which gives me a new perspective on acting as well. When you create a film and you're directing actors and it just, it kind of changes your perspective, all of it. But, uh, so there is a website for Jason rising. Uh, it's called Jason rising 13.com. There's a Facebook page right now. We have an Indiegogo, uh, a post-production campaign, uh, so if you go there, you just type in Jason Rising should should come up. It's still live as of now. Um, there is a sneak preview out on YouTube right now that has basically the opening scene to the film. Give people a little bit of of a, a sense of how the film starts. So. We can kind of show a little bit of what's been going on over these past few years. People are like, what's going on? Why is this taking so long? Um, but it, I, f- I feel that this will definitely be out this year. But we've never put out a release date. And I know this is one of the toughest things for everybody who's been backing and, and kind of watching out for the film. And that's only because we don't want to sacrifice anything. We don't want to say yes and then feel like we're rushed and sacrifice for the film. So we, we want to, you know, because once you let it go, once you put it out there, that's it. That's your, you're, you're done. You can't 
go back and go, ah, let me hang on a minute. You know, let me fix this. Um, I think that putting in a little extra time is going to be much better for, and, and much more appreciated by the fans after the fact. Um, it's, I want to get it out there more than anybody, but I also want to make sure that when I walk away from it, when I wipe my hands clean of it, it's exactly how it should be. Yeah. And, 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 and thanks James for that. Um, I, again, I, I was happy to run into, um, your work and I was very excited, uh, when you'd say you'd be, a, you'd be a guest, um, very much looking forward to it. Um, want to thank you for your thoughtful answers and just really appreciated the time. Um, and, and just so happy you were able to join the something rather than nothing podcast. Uh, James Sweet, writer, director, actor of uh, Jason Rising. Again, uh, deep thanks to you. No, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to have uh, people look at look at what you're doing and and uh, acknowledge it. So uh, it's been it's been a great pleasure, James, and uh, hope you have a great day. All right, thank you, Ken. Appreciate it. Thank you. You are listening to something rather than nothing.